0: John from Back Home Episode Three John's House
1: Sunday, May tenth, ten
2: fifteen PM I'm not sure if you follow me on, like, social media stuff. I I don't really post a lot, but, uh, I mean, sometimes. Some things. I think that there have been years where I wanted people to know about, and years where I just didn't want anyone to see me, you know? I mean, a lot of people don't like social media, and I totally get it. I mean, most of it's, like, trash, but I like the idea that you can just disappear. It's really comforting. I wish I could do that in real life, you know? Wish I could just walk into the pump room and decide to be invisible for a night. (sighs) But... Anyway, I guess the point is, I don't think you know everything I've been up to since high school. And, uh, I mean, we've got nothing but time now, right?
1: Sunday. May. 10th. 10. 19. P.M.
2: Oh, for a while? things were really good for me like right after high school I mean I I don't know I mean I never really loved living here I guess but I don't always feel like I have an alternative like there are good times living here and bad times but after high school after that first year that was a good time man I, I was working in my dad's metal shop and I was taking some classes here in town Arrowhead Community College and I don't remember what I was majoring in Communications, maybe? Uh, I mean, I don't know what I really wanted to do, but it was nice. There was purpose. And I felt like I had, I don't know what to call it, opportunity, maybe? I remember taking an anthropology class, and that was really cool. I mean, I wasn't going to be like an anthropologist or anything, but I kind of like thinking about how people lived in other times. Thinking about how different they were, but kind of the same also. And how we forget about those people gradually over time. Whatever they thought was important, however they built their cultures and traditions and societies, all that shit just goes away with time. So it's sort of like, what are we doing getting so upset about our own lives, you know? What's the point? I mean, no one's really going to remember all that much.
1: Sunday, May 10th, ten, twenty-five p.m.
2: I had an apartment off campus that I could afford with the money I was making at my dad's shop. It was pretty crappy, but, it, you know, it was my own. So that was nice for me. And, yeah, I uh, had a girlfriend, too. Or, like, I mean, I don't know if she was actually my girlfriend, but there was, like, this girl, Caroline. And we'd hang out together, and it was nice, you know? And I don't, I mean, I don't know what happened to her, but uh, I actually haven't really thought about her in a while. So I hope she's doing Okay. We used to have these game nights. They I mean, were really fun nights. Like, she was all in these cool board games. And her friends would come over and we drink beer and play games in all night. And it was just it was fucking cool, man. There was this one about, like, a uh, haunted house. I remember. I think maybe at one point, if you rolled wrong, you could fall through the floor or something. And uh, I played that Camden house, the one you burned for me. And oh, it's just funny how, like, all that stuff is, like, tied together in my brain, it's like those ancient societies we learned about in the anthropology class. That stuff felt really important at the time, but now I'm probably like the only person who remembers it. When I die, it'll just all go away.
1: Sunday, May 10th, 11:02 PM.
2: All that changed when my dad got sick, though. First, he couldn't really work as much, so I had to drop out all all my classes to cover the shop. That lasted a few months, and then he got worse, like, real fast. Which, I guess, in some ways, was a blessing? I don't know. Because all of a sudden, he was just gone. It's probably worse when you just watch someone just fade away slowly. With my dad, it just happened so quickly, it didn't even feel real. I didn't have time to process it. It was just kind of like, what it was. And once he was gone, I couldn't keep the shop open. Like, none of the clients wanted to work with me. They all did business there just because of my dad. I I just didn't have whatever he had that makes people just like you. So we had to close the shop, and I moved back with my mom. I was really depressed, and... I mean, I guess we both were. I was drinking way too much, and Caroline stopped calling me, or... Maybe I stopped calling her? Either way, it was for the best. She
1: didn't deserve that. Sunday, May 10th, 11, 13, PM.
2: Man, it was really hard being home with my mom after my dad died. She just sort of went away inside. She would sleep a lot, watch TV sometimes. She wouldn't really eat very much. I mean, everything happened so quickly with my dad and I just sort of didn't understand it. So it really felt like I was about to lose my mom too. You know, like there was some kind of curse working its way through my family members, just ripping them up from the inside out. And I didn't know how to stop it, but I knew that if I didn't do something, I was gonna lose every person I loved. It felt like I was getting some sort of message. Telling me I hadn't done anything with my life. Telling me I had to, I don't know what, do something. Be a person, but I didn't know what to do. Like, so I just started cleaning. Throwing out my dad's junk, tidying up the house, stuff like that. It was just what was in front of me, so I figured I'd just start there. That's when I started finding the guns.
1: Sunday, May 10th, 11:24 p.m.
2: Like, my dad and I hunted deer growing up. I mean, I stopped when I was in high school, but, like, I knew there were guns in the house. I knew where the locker was and what the code was, but when I started cleaning, I would find these other guns, man, like, everywhere. And not just hunting rifles. Like, I would find old guns in the attic that I thought were maybe, like, my grandfather's or something. Then I'd find handguns on shelves and closets, or taped to the back of the nightstand, or stashed in a fucking boxes of cereal. Seriously, and all of them were loaded. I didn't ask my mom about them because I didn't want to upset her or anything, but she had to have known they were there. It was like my dad was preparing for something. Like he was afraid of something that was coming for him. But dude, I—I I mean, I swear to God, I—I I would have no idea what that would have been. I mean, he didn't have any enemies, as far as I could tell from the books. He was square with everyone at work. I, but I don't know. He must have really been fucking scared or something, dude. I—I I just collected every gun that I found and I put them all in the steamer trunk in the attic. I—I I didn't know what else to do. Monday, May. Eleven, twelve, seventeen, 12, 17, a.m. I mean, after a while, there wasn't anything left to clean in the house. But it didn't really change anything for my mom. She was still pretty much catatonic. So, okay, cleaning wasn't the answer. Guess I'll try something else, right? It seemed like she needed to, like, get out of the house. I mean, that's the only thing I could think to do. But, like, I didn't really get out of the house either, so it's not like I knew where to go or anything. The only place I could think about was, like, the pump room, and man, she did not want to go. I practically had to carry her to the car. She was crying and begging me to just let her stay in bed, but I just fastened her seatbelt, got in the driver's seat, and just started driving. I remember thinking that 10-minute car ride might actually kill her, but I don't know. Something had to change, right? Anyway, we get to the bar, and it's fine. She had one beer. I don't even think she drank the whole thing, but made small talk, didn't talk about my dad at all, but something did change after that. She started to get a little bit better, so I kept taking her. Once a week to the fucking pump room, this shitty dive bar, me and my mom. I don't remember when, but one of the times I said something and she laughed. Dude, that felt huge. That felt like I found it. Whatever it was I was supposed to be doing, I knew I wasn't going to lose her too.
1: Monday, May, 11th, 12th, 20
2: a.m. That was another one of those anthropology errors. Felt important at the time, but didn't really mean shit.
1: Monday, May,
2: 11th, 12. 45 a.m. Finally, my mom starts going to the pump room on her own, which is fine by me. I mean, at first, it's great. Like, she was actually doing something on her own. I go meet her there usually, and it was fun. And that's where she met Dale. This fucking guy, Wes, I swear to God, a face made for punching. He's such a smug piece of shit. I just
0: fucking hate
2: Dale so much. But, you know, the first few times, it's great. She's enjoying herself, talking to people. She's back to being my mom again, and that's awesome. But then she and Dale start dating, and the same way my dad got sick, and then he was just gone, all of a sudden, they're getting married. And Dale fucking moves into my house, and he's like this former military fucking old-school macho prick. And he starts telling me what to do, telling me how to act, telling me how to talk to my mother, like... Motherfucker, I had to drag her out to the bar where she met your ass in the first place. But you know, that doesn't mean shit to him. He only thinks about things with himself at the center. And he's telling me how I should go back to school and get a business degree. Like, that's something I would ever fucking do in my entire life. He's like, no matter what you do, you want to be your own boss. I'm like, no, Dale, not really. But you know what sucks? I like going to school, at least the way I was doing. I don't know, I, I don't think I can do it anymore. It's like I spent all this energy getting my mom back and didn't realize I wasn't going half and like anything left over for myself. I'm telling you, man, as much as I fucking hate this guy, I hate how much my mother loves him even more. Monday, May
1: 11th, 1
2: AM. Dale owns a copy shop. Because, you know, if you have the opportunity to be the boss of a bunch of Xerox machines, you gotta take that shit, right? Anyway, guess where I fucking work now. <sighs> yeah, man. Can't get enough Dale in my life. Gotta see his dumbass face day in and day out. And it's nothing like having your asshole boss follow you home every night to tell you you're setting the table wrong or not taking the trash out quickly enough. Oh, I, I want to get out so fucking bad, man, but I just don't know how. I feel trapped. And the worst part is, it's my fucking house, you know? Like, Dale's always threatening to kick me out, which is hilarious. I lived here all my life, dude, and your ass just waltzed in.
1: Monday, May 11th,
2: 1, AM. I guess I do have an advantage, though. I am on my home court. I mean, Dale can act like he owns the place all he wants, but there's shit he doesn't know. And I guarantee... He doesn't know about the steamer trunk in the attic packed to the fucking brim with loaded guns. I mean, shit. Maybe that's why my dad left him in the first place. Maybe he knew one day I'd have to protect myself against intruders.
0: John from Back Home is written and produced by Scott McCary, with Sam Gooley as John. Our artwork is by Alex Crawford. Music in this episode was by Daniel Birch, Captive Portal, Blair Moon, and Grouper. And all of it can be found at freemusicarchive.org for a full soundtrack list, as well as episode transcripts and more visit johnfrombackhome.com. You can also find the show on Twitter at BackHomePodcast. Next week, episode four, The Parking Lot.